Yo, what up? It's your boy Cameron Iandolo, and I just released my project Nightmares. It's out on all streaming platforms, and this is my album analysis. What's going on, everybody? Mike here with the Turntable Teachers, and class is officially back in session. Brand new segment. With this, uh, I know you guys just already heard Washi's uh, that just came out a couple of days ago, Washi's album analysis. Now we got Cameron Iandolo back with us for his album analysis with his brand new project, Nightmares. Cam, congratulations on the project, man. So great to have you back on the show, too. My guy, it's always a pleasure, you know that. Heck yeah. Yeah, man, I'm excited. Me too, me too, man. I'm, like I said, I'm so proud of you and... and um, you know, excited for you and, and this project. It's such an awesome body of work. Uh, you've really done such a nice job with it. So talk, talk to me a little bit about um, the process of creating this album and or EP, I should say. Um, you know, what was the concept behind it and just your your, th- your, your just initial uh, thoughts on, on creating this, this body of work? Yeah, man, this one was kind of just, um, you know, kind of following up on the Lost Tapes. It was more or less... Um, a couple songs that I had specifically can't be contained with Jaron Benton. It was kind of going that direction of like kind of that darker vibe. And um, I think I kind of looking for beats and everything for the project I'm working on now. It was supposed to, it was all supposed to be one thing and come together that way. But it ended up being, it ended up being a little bit different because I had found, um, I think the beat for crazy after a little bit after uh the jaron benton collab and i'm like all right it's kind of going a different direction but we kind of just held on to those songs and then i was in the studio with um with my manager leo and my boy julio shout out to them by the way um and leo had came up with an idea after noah's ark was written that we should kind of throw a project together called nightmares being that you know there was kind of some darker songs that didn't fit the project we're working on now so we were kind of like we kind of swayed towards that and that's kind of how it came together yeah no so uh, you just i mean you've been releasing a lot of uh, music since even since we last had you on the show which was not even that long ago i think that was like in march or april i think when we had you on and you hadn't really had a lot of music out on like streaming services you actually were just we had talked more about uh, you being in some of those um, freestyle competitions like Jaron Benton's and uh, Millie's. Like, so re- re- real quick, I just want to talk about this and then I want to get into kind of the nitty gritty of the project. But what was it like for you to not only, of course, we talked the last time you were talking about the uh, the freestyle competition with him. What was it like to, you know, work with him on a, on a track and get him on a track? Yeah, man, it was, it was super dope. Um, that track was right before ironically right before the bully freestyle contest was even announced so i didn't even know that was going to be a thing so i've been sitting on that track for a while um and my manager leo will laugh at this too because he was a part of the creative process as well but there was like five different verses for that song because like it started out the first verse it didn't end up even making it but it started out Um, I wrote the song and I was like, yo, like this one needs a feature. And I like, I was like, yo, Jaron, Jaron's the guy for this. So we reached out to his management um, and he was fucking with it. So he, he jumped on, but um, throughout the months after the, the bully freestyle contest, I was still sitting on the song and I'm like, man, like 
after I got his verse back, I'm like, did I go hard enough? So like I wrote again, laid it down again. Um, and a couple more times in between that. And then we ended up going into, we ended up going into the studio, myself, uh, Julio and, and Leo. And I had laid down like what we thought was going to be the final verse. And Leo was like, it's dope, but it's just, it's not, it's not hard enough. It's not hitting home. You got to go, you got to go a little bit harder. So we, we took a little bit of a break, went back a week later. I laid it down. They were like, yeah, that's the one. Um, Leo had came into the session that day a little bit later. So he had came in as soon as I finished laying it down and what we thought was the final, like I'm, I'm telling you, like the engineer was actually like bouncing the final master. Like we were done. And Leo came in and was like, dope. Like, listen to it. He was like, this is dope. But I'm just still feeling like this needs something. So he was like, he looked at the engineer and goes, sample or like play out the Friday the 13th um, like theme and put it into the track somehow. And the engineer's like kind of confused, but he did, you know, kind of what he was told that he did his thing. And Leo was like, I need you going like double time, like spitting fucking crazy fast, like just bars. And I'm like, dude, like the beat's already over. The song's over. I'm like, I'm not even like sure what he wanted me to do at that point. And he was like, just write another 16, double time, spit it, which is why like going into it, I'm like, now they want me going double time because like it was just studio vibes and it was kind of like what he had said. So he was like, go in that booth and don't come out till like something's done. So I'm like, yo, like I'm, I'm frustrated at this point, but I'm like, I, I, I know he's got a vision. So I go in the booth, they loop the track. The engineer did an amazing job. Like he, he literally hand played, like sampled um, the Friday the 13th theme and put it like meshed it into the beat. And we kind of just went from there. And I just spit, I, I spit the extra 16 and that was pretty much it, man. That's so dope, dude. That's such a good story and, and such a good testament for you as well to get, you know, Jaron, not only get Jaron on a song, but for, it almost feel like for you, it challenged you in a way because you were like, I can't put this out if I'm not at my very best or it's not like, and then even your manager too, pushing you to like, you were like, oh no, it's done. It's done. It's done. He's like, he was almost the artist in that situation. Like, I don't know if it is like, <laughs> yeah, he was like just Jaron killed it. Like super dope verse. Um, oh yeah. That verse is crazy. Everything he said like was just was fire. The energy was crazy, and and Leo was just like, man, like you, like you killed it in the beginning, but you brought like that kind of just the regular flow, which is originally how the song started. But then Jaron came and was like, I'm gonna fucking murder this. Yeah. So then it was like, all right, well this is on my project. So yo, Jaron, like no, <laughs> no hard feelings here. Like if you hear this, but like. I had to come in and fucking, you destroyed it. So I had to body that shit. Bitch, I can't be contained. They know I can't be contained. Don't give a fuck what you say. You better cherish the day for it's gone. Bitch, I can't be contained. Bitch, I can't be contained. They know I can't be contained. Don't give a fuck what you say. You better cherish the day. Yeah, nigga, I can't be contained. Let's work to the blood in my veins. Throwed off by the drugs in my brains. Bitch, better show love to my gang. Look at all this blood in my veins. I give no fucks, I'm insane. Bitch, I go nuts in the paint. I used to have nothing in the paint. Now I might double wreck at a bitch. I 
tell a dip when I nut. I just got dick for a slut. You keep they wrists in the cuff. Oh, that's a fifth in my cup. These niggas pinch out your cut. Oh, yeah, it's death before this. On the big guns, lift up a truck. Bitch, I'm Michael Myers, gun knife appliance. We go torch your ass, talking through the wire. So that was, that was kind of what it was. And yeah, again, shout out to Leo because I wouldn't have thought of that. Like, I really wouldn't have thought of that. I would have left it out as it was. And Jaren could have easily closed it, but I like I think, um, I think it it, it added some depth to it, mm -hmm. just kind of matching that flow and just giving it that extra oomph a little bit, you know? Yeah, no, I think it's it's totally a standout on on the project. Um, I want to play a clip for the people at home. I want to play Leo's skit to start this, uh, it, it, just to start your project because it's it's pretty awesome. It's hysterical. I was cracking up laughing. Um, I'll let, let the people uh, listen to it quick and then we could uh, dive in. Hey, Cam. It's Leo. Uh, just calling you up, man. Uh, I just want to be very, very clear on what we are targeting for this EP. Just keep it all family friendly. Uh, please, please avoid beheading, calling someone, someone's mom a bitch. Uh, you know, really, really just be careful what you do. Uh, this will be played on middle school, high school Zoom calls uh, on Monday morning uh, after Halloween. Uh, it's kind of like a spirit thing. Uh, just please, please, be, please be careful what you write on there. Um, you know, stay away. I know you said you're going to mention some, some scary movies and you're going to mention some some moments in the movie you like. Just, you know, I hope to God it's Halloween Town. I hope to God it's the crap. Just stay away from the fucking, you know, orphan. It, all that shit, you know, man. It, it can't be scary. It has to be for the kids. So, uh, but yeah, you know, call me back. We can talk about it. But I just want to make sure you you had a very, very clear direction with this one. So, let me know. Thank you. That skit, man. So I, when I first pick up my phone and I play this out, uh, play this EP through, and and that's the first thing, I am cracking up laughing for a lot of reasons. So. First uh, is obviously I had heard the title track from the EP Nightmares already, so I already knew that you had already mentioned all the movies that he told you not to, to mention, like It and Friday the 13th and all that. And I work in a school. I'm a teacher, obviously. This is turntable teachers, y'all. And that was, I could just, as I was almost thinking about this album in a different way, like I, as I was listening to it, because I was like, I was thinking about it like, playing this for my students and like I would get fired like I literally get fired <laughs> if I played your music in my class so it was it was, it was hysterical to me and even at the very end the skit uh, if you guys listen to the full project and listen to the Leo skit at the end he's like we played it all over the zoom calls like the, all these superintendents are calling me hey Cam it's Leo um dude I'm speechless um just listen to the album it's like either you're deaf or you're, or just don't fucking care. Um, I got, I got super attendance calling me. The Boston public schools are looking to sue us. Um, dude, what the fuck? You know, you mentioned every fucking movie that my fucking nine year old can't watch. It's unbelievable, man. Um, you know what? You're a grown ass man. I can't do this anymore. You know, you're in your own, buddy. See you later. It was so funny so what was the uh what was the idea behind that because I, I thought it was really tongue-in-cheek and i thought it was really had a nice uh added a nice comic relief to a lot of 
bars on this that were just aggressive and dark and like came from a, a, a place in your mind that I didn't think we would ever hear or go. But um, especially coming off of the last tape, the lost tapes, excuse me, which um, had more of like a demo um, feeling to it and was more of a, like you had a lot like more heartfelt tracks on that. Not to say you didn't have any some like some some uh, more um, bouncier cuts on that, too, but a lot more heartfelt stuff and, and personal this was just straight up like felt like you just like releasing a ton of demons. So uh, I really, I really want to know about the uh, the skits because this that's to me was one of the best, most hilarious parts of the whole the whole project. Yeah. So like it kind of it was kind of um, one of those things where we wanted to go a certain direction with this one, like and make it a make it a real theme because the lost tapes was like the first real project that I released by myself and everything and that was kind of just songs like obviously I put hella work into those songs and everything but it was kind of just a bunch of songs combined that were like in the computer and I wanted to get out there so we really wanted to take our time with this one and kind of develop a little bit of a theme and something to go with and it just seemed right with like timing wise like October was coming and we were like you know, we got we got like three of these songs that are kind of going that dark direction. So we were like, yeah, we're going to go that way. The skits came up because, as you know, I can't stand it, but I always get the M comparison, right? So it was like, yeah, it was one of those things where I was like, you know, M is one of my favorite artists, obviously, you know, if he's not in your top five, I don't know what you're doing. But like at the end of the day, like a lot of people could relate and I wanted to you know, kind of flip the comparisons that I didn't like into, you know, kind of a positive. So I wanted to kind of pay homage to the goat in a sense, or one of the goats, I should say, um, and kind of do something that, you know, a lot of, a lot of my fan base kind of wanted to hear, like they, they, they relate a lot of my music to Eminem. So I'm like, all right, I always wanted to do skits regardless, but I didn't want to do anything corny, which I saw um, in one of your last episodes talking about Joiner stuff and like the skits on ADHD, I believe it was that you were like, ah, super cringy, Evolution which I too. agree. Yeah. So like, I was like, man, like I always wanted to do the skits, but I wanted to make them not cringy and kind of, you know, funny. A lot of people didn't get it in the sense that you did. I thought it was pretty straightforward, but I'm like, I told my manager, Leo, I'm like, man, like, you know, the Paul skits on M's project. Yeah, I was going to say the Paul skits. Yep. Like yep. Fucking famous. Like, like super, super crazy. And people love that. So, and, and they like to get like an in-depth um, image of you and, you know, your people and who, who you're working with and everything. So I'm like, what better way than to, you know, pay homage to M and also like give them a little bit of inside, you know, um, give them an inside feel of, you know, who my people are and what we're doing and everything. So I'm like, Leo, I think we should go the route of you calling me and kind of, or he might've came up with the idea. I'm not sure, but we kind of came up with it together and we're like, yeah, if you leave me a voicemail, like saying, you know, really just keep in mind, keep this family friendly, all of that. And then it drops into nightmares and goes through the whole thing. And then at the end, you're just like, man, like you did every, you did the exact opposite of what I told you to do. I'm like, I think it could be funny if we do it the right way. So that was kind of just, it was kind of just, um, a last minute thing. We wanted to do an intro and outro and that was kind of like the direction we went with it. So 
dude. I thought it landed for me. For me, anyway, I thought it landed perfectly. I thought it was so funny, and especially at the end where he's like, "Dude, like you said, like what? The, what the heck are you doing? Like, why would you? Like, you did exactly opposite of everything that I said. I was. I thought it was hysterical. I was dying laughing. But I think maybe for me it was like different because I'm a teacher, and I was just like I said, looking at that from that perspective of like. Oh, you're gonna make this like this music for Halloween as a special. Like we're gonna play it, play it through the schools. I thought it, I thought it was great, um, and, it, and it totally worked in that sense. Like I, I thought of it as the the Paul skits as well. And I even um, I didn't want to mention this, but you brought it up, so don't get mad at me. But there was there was a couple of moments on this where I was like, okay, yeah, you were actually using definitely some influence from Eminem. Like there was a uh, a part I think on Crazy almost sounds like your voice is like phoned in and it's more or less like of like how Eminem used to kind of play off his own his other alter egos I, I not not to say that this part of the, of the project or this like this whole theme of the project is 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 Eminem or anything like that but I for you I feel like this project in essence, essence is like an alter ego just a completely different side of you that I don't think anyone has gotten as much of on definitely not on the lost tapes I mean you could maybe see it a little bit on some of your freestyles that you you can definitely get aggressive with your with your flows but i didn't think you like you got like pretty out there with some of the bars like especially on nightmares was just that song the the beat is heavy it's hard hitting and it's just you come in and just like oh it's 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 the most aggressive lyricism and also paired with the 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 punchiness of your your vocals i thought worked so well and 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 again it's 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 such a a clean like overall sound to it too like it's just the quality of it you this is i think some of your best work um and it's super engaging too whether it whether people get um you know put off by it potentially or whether they are engaged with it and understand like the uh the the route in which you were going i, I think it's super engaging and super interesting so it, nightmares to me is probably like this that, that and um can't be contained those are those are my favorite tracks for a lot of the re reasons I'm, I'm mentioning with the with the lyricism, but nightmares for sure, man. That that one goes hard. Thank you, bro. Yeah, um, crazy was kind of one of the tracks that, like, aside from can't be contained, kind of shaped this this whole project. And it's funny, like, going back to the M comparison and everything, because like that beat, like, just spoke like old school Slim Shady vibes to me when I heard it, and I was like, yo, I just really like the beat, but knowing like kind of the direction i was trying to go with it i'm like maybe i should like again use like the reference that i hate that people are always like you know that comparison that i hate use that and kind of flip it and just you want m like i'll give you m like i could do i could do m i could do what's out there now and i could also give you can Turn the day into an onslaught. Trying me is risky. I'll call Nikki, get you all shot. We don't call cops, we call each other to handle it. Let the hammer spit, motherfucker, and watch him dance a bit. Cameron, look at all the damages. Hitting him with hammer fist. Somebody call an ambulance. I think he's off the Zans again. He's off the fucking planet, man. Somebody knock him out. He's got everybody here panicking. They're scared of him. <laughs> so I was like, crazy was that track where I was like, yeah, I'm going to give you M. And it's funny you talk about the. You mentioned, um kind of the muffled sound that was kind of like the 
I mean, I don't want to like I don't want to say taking from Stan, but it was the idea of like someone the same thing. Stan, it gave me that. Yeah, the vibe is totally different. Like the the mood of the songs are completely different, but that specific like the uh, cadence. Yeah, that that specific vocal cadence really played out for me on that one. That yeah. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of the direction I was going, and I didn't really think Stan until like after the song was done, and I really like listened straight through, and. It kind of goes back to what I was telling you um, on the first on the first interview we did. Kind of going back to my roots, I like that storytelling. Sometimes, mm -hmm. like sometimes, store like made up stories too. So like it what like it was kind of it was kind of going in that direction, and um, I was really happy with it when I wrote it. And obviously, it became something way bigger than I thought. Like when we started to record it and go through with like with the sound effects and everything, the car crash and everything, it really, yeah. it really like molded itself into something bigger. But that was kind of yeah, like that kind of created the the whole nightmares idea. But the actual single nightmares um, that was done on a whim because Leo was like, this was after he had already presented like the nightmares project idea to me. He was like, we need something, like we need kind of like a single that just speaks Halloween. Like super, like he was like telling me that essentially you didn't say enough crazy shit. No pun intended because of the song crazy. Right, but like, right, right. he was like, you didn't say enough crazy shit. And I'm like, I could go in depth. Like I could really force it. But like, I don't know, like if there's boundaries here. He was like, there's no boundaries, just go. Which is ironic. So, in skits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had, I had found, I had started looking like, we had a studio session. It was a, it was a Friday afternoon, and like I found the beat for Nightmares, and I was like, this is the one. He said super Halloween anthem. So I didn't even tell him. Like I'm just like whatever. I know we got the studio session at eight o'clock tonight, and I found that beat. He said super Halloween anthem. I'm like, okay, that sounds like you know. The, the church bells and everything. I'm like, mm -hmm. that sounds, mm -hmm. that sounds good. I'm like, now what can I do to it? So I'm like, all right. So I wrote the first verse and I wrote that. And I was like, I was done after that. I was like, it, like, I'm gonna have to either get a feature or, or like hold off on this for a little bit. Cause I just knew I couldn't outdo myself in the same day, like writing something crazy like that. So I went to the studio that night. He actually came in late again and I had laid this down. He had came in right in the nick of time, heard it, and he was like, "That's the one." Where's the second verse? I'm like, "Yo, give me some time. <laughs> give me some time because like that was just like I don't know. That was double time. Like there was punchlines. It was just it was a lot to like write all at once. So I gave it a week. Went back, wrote the second verse, hit the studio again. I think a week later on um, on the following Friday night, went laid it down. And um, yeah, and that was the extent of that. It's Halloween and the Rebus out, try not to scream, gotta keep it down. It's a full moon in a creepy town, homie, don't move and don't turn around. These demons out, it's only once a year, so they feasting now, they can smell the fear. Better say your prayers, stay inside the house, they coming up your stairs, hope you're hiding out. I just saw a clown, it came from underground, blood on his face, screaming super loud, and he's super fast, plus he's 6'9, not the rapper, stupid, he's 6'9. Tryna get mine, so it's fuck yours, said your time is now, but would you die for it? Knife to the head, lose an eye for it, go blind for it, do time for it, huh? 
what your life worth, homie, relax You ain't bout that, we can see that You got one chance, better be fast I got a gun, man, you don't need that Go home, bro, your wife relapsed Send her my way with some knee pads She'll be sucking dick, but she'll be back You, you ever see a person get their head chopped off With a crosscut saw, eating Klondike bars Well, this girl gives head up inside his car Getting soaked with his blood, cause it came right off Cameron, oh my god, where'd you get these thoughts? I don't know right now, cause my mind been gone I've been trying to get it back, but I can't hold on Gotta catch another body, cause the camera's on oh. And you just released the music video for it just the other day i'm thinking right so what would uh you obviously like i said shot that and, and put that out uh getting great reception i really enjoyed it i think the visual was awesome um i did a uh, little promo run for you and, and our shout out our boy taha who will be on here soon with his uh have nightmares about me ep so you know I, we did you guys both dropped the song songs called nightmares on the exact same day i was like have to do a promo for the but you guys are both my boys uh, but anyway, so you're again super Halloween themed, like you said. Uh, what was like video like for like creating a music video for you? Like, what was that? I know you you did some video for like the freestyles, but like, what was there any difference between making the music video for Nightmares versus like some of the freestyles that you had done in the past for like you know the Millies and um, and uh, Jaron Benton uh, competitions? Yeah, so first off, shout out Taha. He's nasty. Uh, Nightmares was crazy. He said the same I thing about you. I <laughs> recommend everybody. That's, that's dope. So shout out to him. Uh, I recommend everybody check him out. But um, yeah, so first off with the video, um, my manager, Leo, actually owns a company. Him and um, his business partner, Joe, Aerial Shot 617. They shot the video for uh, Maybe Gone. And they shot the video for Nightmares. Um, super incredible to work with. Super talented. And they shot and directed both videos. But this one specifically was by far the most crazy. Um, Leo had called around and, and looked at different like haunted houses, like locations and everything. Talking to people about you know what our budget was and everything. So like there was a lot that went into this. Um, shout out to Haunted Overload in Lee, New Hampshire. They rented the place out to us, and it is actually one of the one of America's most um, haunted places, or you know, one of the most haunted attractions in America. So, like, there they had like the most incredible setup that I like. I can't even find the words for it. Um, so, shout out to them. Shout out to Leo for booking them. Um, yeah, we had a we had a legit set. We had. Um, shout out to my sister, Adriana Iandolo for the makeup and playing a role, uh, with one of the purge masks, her boyfriend as well, Nelson Costa, shout out to him. Um, they killed it. So we, we had, um, we had them as like actors kind of just behind me doing their thing. Um, just to add to, you know, add to the mood a little bit. And, um, yeah, it was one of the most, it was one of the most crazy experiences for me just because. I'm used to shooting all my own videos and doing all of that and kind of just keeping it as simple as possible. This one was kind of like over the top. Like we had sets, we had uh, smoke machines, you know, the whole nine. So it was, it was, it was a dope experience. It was really a dope experience. Well, it came out great and really, really enjoying that, that video quite a bit. And obviously the single, uh, a couple more, uh, two, two more questions I had for you. Uh, and then we're going to get into the last segment of this episode. We're going to break down Noah's arc, uh, annotate some of those lines and, and talk about the uh, inspiration behind some of the lyrics. So I can't wait to do that. Um, but first, I just wanted to quickly ask you about, you know, this is your first time really recording a full project in uh, in a studio and, and getting. So what was that like 
uh, that experience like for you uh, being in the studio? Yeah, that was um, that was super dope. Like just working with top tier engineers in the Boston area in general was just like an honor. Um, and really just getting in there and being able to just be as creative as I wanted to and not have to worry about recording and the mixing myself was was crazy. I mean, it kind of, I think, reflected in the songs because I was just, all I had to focus on was getting in the booth and laying right. these verses down, right. laying the hooks down the right way. Um, so yeah, like all I really had to focus on was cadence and my delivery and everything else was was done by you know the engineers and and they, they did a great job i recorded um a little bit of this at ugly duck studios um over in on the other side of boston um i forget the actual city and then we did um we did a lot of work with cyber sound actually in boston on newberry street super super dope um cyber sound was incredible uh, I can't say enough about them. They really were super professional, um, provided a super, super dope, clean experience, um, you know, in the studio. Uh, so I recommend everybody goes and checks them out if you're looking to get your vocals, you know, super crisp and, you know, all of that. But yeah, it was, it was dope to finally, like, kind of alleviate some of the stress of being behind the boards as well. True. And not knowing so much, like not being like kind of being a self-taught engineer myself, it was dope to just be able to put the project in in trusted hands and be able to, you know, just focus, like I said, on being creative and knowing that these engineers were going to make the best possible record possible. So, no, I, I think that all came out in the finished product of this of this album. I, re I really did feel that way and um like i said just big props to you i'm super proud of you and and um for this for this i, I think that your creative aspect as an artist really really came out in this and i think the, like i said the finished product is one that you should be very I, I think happy with so um big big shout out to all the engineers and um you know producers that worked with this uh, with you on this project uh Last big question I have for you. What's your favorite song from the project and why? Mm. If you had to choose one, like you had to, you got to pick one that like makes it big, which is the one, which one is the one that you want people to hear from this project, your favorite one? Yo, so it's a cross between Can't Be Contained and Noah's Ark. I'm going to have to just go out on a whim here and say Noah's Ark just because that one that one created some noise, you know, as you know, like we got on the radio, shout out Jammin, shout out DJ Rico Suave from Jammin, um, you know, for putting us on. Incredible DJ, I suggest everybody check him out as well um, on Instagram, DJ Rico Suave. Um, but yeah, like Noah's Ark kind of opened some doors and I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from that one. Um, a lot of people being like super catchy, um, a lot of videos of people bumping it in, in, in their cars, like on their way to work in the morning. So like that one, I think it kind of gives me the same kind of a vibe. So like, I, I gotta say, I gotta say that's my favorite one on the, on the record.
had to tell them what it is Cause they don't understand I've been dancing around my opponents Doing the running man Never catch me slipping I'm itching to give someone the hands I'll be going hard till my feature rate Like a hundred grand Fuck it man They don't compare to me On any level They be starting riots to my songs Like I did heavy metal Opposition shook from the get They know I'm something special If you got money on my head Don't let my people catch you I had to tell them what it is Cause they don't understand I've been dancing around my opponents doing the running man. Never catch me slipping, I'm itching to give someone the hands. I'll be going hard to my feature rate like a hundred grand. Fuck it, man. They don't compare to me on any level. They be starting riots to my songs like I did heavy metal. Opposition shook from the get. They know I'm something special. If you got money on my head, don't let my people catch you. Dude, so one of the things that stuck out to me with this first section of this verse was I loved the line where they'd be starting riots to my songs like I did heavy metal. That was that was a line I was really, really loving <laughs> from here. Thank you. Me Thank you, bro. Yeah, that was kind of like, I mean, obviously, as you're writing, it's all kind of spontaneous or whatever. It's just what comes to mind. But that was kind of like, it was kind of like a joke. And I kind of kind of chuckled to myself a little bit. Um writing it and i'm like yo that's that sticks i gotta go with that like because heavy metal you know people people are um you know starting mosh pits and doing that sort of thing yeah. so i was like yeah that works that works for this one for sure for sure and i like the confidence that you have in these in this like the first bars you know what i'm saying like i think that overall like even just in you talking to you in this episode versus your first one like i can just i feel the the confidence in you just completely heightened you know what i mean so i, th I think that in essence is, is is embodied in this first part of the, of the verse for sure thank you brother i appreciate it um yeah the second part bullet through your temple no evidence found you'll be gone without a trace i'm telling you now just throw in the towel it's simple as that Cause if I catch you in my sector, I'ma beat your ass. Tell him the Reaper's back. And it's Ian Dolo. Juro por Dios que estoy un poco loco. 21 is no different as far as I can see. The grind's the same as it's always been. Come fuck with me. That one was kind of just being like the last eight bars kind of just super cocky. Like that was kind of what the song was going for. Like I was going for with in general. But um... Yeah, pretty much. I just wanted to touch on like the fact that it's just like it, it it's it's not the average cam. So like, you know, but go ahead. Go. Um, what were you going to say? No, I, I was going to just comment on the I love the, the Spanish is, is incredible. I, I was I was that threw that threw me for for a curveball. I was just like, he, he really he really just gave us uh, two lines of Spanish. There. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was Thank you. Now, um, shout out my boy Julio for that. Like I so like I had written it. And like kind of just figured out like how to say these words in Spanish and make them flow. And then I called my boy Julio and I'm like, yo, does this make sense? And like he critiqued it a little bit, but we ended up getting what we got. So I got him jumping, I got him jumping, I swear to God. I drip too hard, they bow to drown, you know it's up. I swim with sharks, I can't be stopped, can't take a loss. You wanna talk like you bout it, bout it, then pay the cost. I got him jumping, I got him jumping, I swear to God. I jump and I got him jumping, I swear to God. I drip too hard, they bow to drown, he know his art. I swim with sharks, I can't be stopped, can't take a loss. You wanna talk like you bout it, bout it, then pay the cost. So, 
yeah the hook the hook i wrote first with this okay. um and it was kind of just like i said like it was kind of just spontaneous i don't know i was just looking for that cocky like really in your face um and catchy type of vibe um when i started out and yeah that's kind of where it went and i just was like i'm sitting there and i'm like Mm, 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 mm. you know like getting the i got the flow and then i'm like i got him jumping i got him jumping and i'm like all right i got him jumping i got him jumping what can i do what can i do i got him jumping i got him jumping i swear to god and it kind of just went from there and then i'm like i need a punchline so i'm like cool cool i drip too hard i drip too hard i drip too hard i'm like i drip too hard they bout to drown you know his arc and it just came and i was like yo that makes perfect sense I'm like, so there's a little bit of a punch there. I'm like, that's exactly what I wanted to do. And that was kind of it. And then like the, I swim with sharks. I can't be stopped. Can't take a loss. You want to talk like you bout it, bout it, then pay the cost. Kind of just speaks for itself at that point. Like, mm -hmm. I'm just saying like, yo, there's a bunch of sharks in this industry. And like, you really got to be a certain type of person to persevere and get through. So that was kind of, that was kind of it. And it's funny because or ironic i should say because this al this project album ep whatever you want to call it is so dark and like devilish yet you're bringing something up biblical and and that juxtaposition i don't know if that was even something you were considering but that was just something that i thought of like right away i was just like oh okay he's utilizing you know a biblical reference and juxtaposing that with uh, as, as a dichotomy to like the the overall sound of this whole this whole thing it was it was something i caught just just me being like a nerd you know a, a music nerd <laughs> but nah uh, um yeah i'm a nerd too actually because i like i didn't write it that way um it was something that i like i thought about after and i'm like because yeah noah's ark like the Bible, everything, but yeah, no, I didn't write it in that way, but like, I definitely did notice it. So, and it was cool, like, because yeah, again, like this project nightmares, it's, it's completely dark. It's completely, um, kind of out of this world. And then, and then you have something like that. So yeah, I definitely noticed it, but didn't write it per se, um, in that, like try to go that direction. So beautiful thing about music and any kind of art in general, like the, the intention is not always the interpretation of the consumer right. you know what i mean and that so that um that i think is is, is a beautiful thing about just art in general yeah the second verse it goes i got him jumping the club is screaming i swear to god you see these scars i've been around i'm on the block i do my job i never stop because i'm a star so what you want what you want but what you want they wildin' until we face to face when they see me they smile they think the shit's a game I gotta check him, I gotta check him, que pasa ahora? You learn your lesson or end up dead from what's coming for you? So, <laughs> one thing I have to note is, is in, one thing I didn't say about the first verse is I didn't explain to the people what Juro por Dios que estoy un poco loco meant. So it means, I swear to God I'm a little bit crazy. <laughs> and I kind of like, it. it was just kind of, you know, the hook is like, I got him jumping, I got him jumping, I swear to God. So yeah, enough of me, enough of me um, rambling on. Uh, in the second verse, kind of like I said, like, you know, just, again, just cocky, like just trying to, just trying to spit some bars, throw some bars at the people. I got him jumping, the club is screaming, I swear to God, try to go off the cadence of the hook a little bit. And then, um, 
I get into a little bit more Spanish. I'm like, they wildin' until we face to face. When they see me, when they see me, they smile. They think the shit's a game. I gotta check them. I gotta check them. Que pasa ahora? You learn your lesson or end up dead from what's coming for you. Que pasa ahora means um, what's up now. So like, like what else you got at this point? Um, can't afford it. You won't awaken. Keep facing forward. You move an inch, and I promise that you won't see the morning. This a warning. I leave your whole family traumatized. I got you cornered. I see the fear all up in your eyes. You ain't built for this, bitch. I kill for this. I make a mill with this, and I will get rich. I'll rock you, kid. You know I'm with the shit. You done flip the script. Time to pay for it. Motherfuckers been asleep. They awake for this. I see the cameras out. Go ahead, take a pic. They want camera now. I know you hate it, bitch. So, <laughs> thank you. So, yeah, just... <laughs> Just super like in your face, like I'm just, I'm boasting, you know, and that's, that's, that's what this whole song was about. Just like I said, something catchy and something to be in your face. Like Cam's still got it. He's still got those bars for you and, you know, a little bit something more subtle, a little bit something more subtle than, you know, the rest of these tracks on the project. So Dope. Cam Cameron Iandolo, everyone. Cam, thanks so much for being here, taking the time and talking to us about your album and uh, taking us through Noah's Ark and, uh, and and you spitting that acapella and talking about the you know the concept behind the song and and, and everything like that. It's a lot of fun. Uh, congratulations. Hopefully, everybody you know enjoyed the uh, you know the uh, me embedding some of the clips of the songs in this. If you loved this episode and especially you're you're feeling some of the uh, clips of the songs that we played uh, on this episode today. Make sure you go check out Nightmares if you have not already. If you haven't, you're sleeping. Watch out. Cameron will come for you if uh, if, if you're not going to listen to it. He'll, 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 <laughs> he'll, he'll find you. Um, you don't want him to find you, obviously, after hearing this thing. No, in all seriousness, no. Linked in the description. Make sure you guys go check that out on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, wherever you get your, your music. The Nightmares music video. You already saw a clip of that earlier in the, uh, in the episode. Make sure you go check that out. Stream that. Help out this man. Support this man. And I, it sounds like you got some more music coming soon in 2021, and I cannot wait to hear what else you got coming. I thought this was a really great conceptual project, dude, and uh, you're, you're killing it, uh, no pun intended. And I really appreciate uh, you coming on and, uh, and talking about the, about the project, man. This was a lot of fun. Yo, as usual, I appreciate you. Thank you for everything. Um, yeah, man, I got, I got a lot coming. Um, I got a single coming real soon. I'm not going to reveal the name of it yet, but followed up right after that. I got a project called After Hours coming and yeah, man, just stay tuned. I got a lot of, I got a lot of content coming. Some of the best music, um, I've ever worked on in my life. So I'm super excited to get it to you guys. Uh, yo, shout out turntable teachers, shout out my brother, Mike, and yeah, follow me everywhere at Cameron Iandolo. Thank you. You heard it here first, people. Follow this man. Listen to the music. Thank you for tuning in. If you're a fan of Cameron Iandolo coming on to us for the first time, check us out at Turntable Teachers. Make sure you follow us on all uh, uh, social media platforms and find us wherever you get your podcasts. Head to our website, www.turntableteachers.com for all the latest. Make sure you guys, and fans of us, you already know, you already know. Uh, more album analysis is coming. Don't go away to make sure you guys stay tuned i know you've heard washies you've heard cameron iandolos we got four more coming uh pretty soon and I'm, I'm excited so uh again once again thank you so much for being here cam i'm mike this is cam iandolo with the turntable teachers and class is officially dismissed
Turn to the truth. 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 Turn to